0: Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and teacher with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plates and on our minds. Here we are again. (laughs) How are we doing? Well, I served Sarah a dish with cherry tomatoes that were chopped. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that know, <laughs> yeah, actually my mom texted me a picture of a salad she got from a takeout place. Whole cherry tomatoes. And, and there were just like <laughs> four whole cherry tomatoes uh, sitting in it. When will people learn? <laughs> when will they learn? When will they learn? Why is this acceptable to so many people? I don't know. Apparently we've just let it fly. So, well, I'm here to speak my truth and I'm here to tell everyone that it ain't right. you have been wrong. It ain't right. <laughs> it's not right. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever.
1: Shall, shall we
0: get to Salty Sweet? Do you have any, like, things to update before we get started? I don't think so, right? No, we can just get into it. Okay. So, I'll start. My Salty and Sweet are combined. Okay. And people are going to be like, why is that your sweet? But I got jury duty for the first time. <laughs> I got jury duty. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. So, I'm about to turn 30. And a month before I turn 30, I am summoned Uh to Lancaster, which is nice because sometimes people get summoned to Philadelphia. And I wasn't. It's just Lancaster. And I'll be honest, I love true crime. I kind of want to be picked, (laughs) low-key, low-key want to be picked. Uh I know it's probably not something most people look forward to, but I like a little mix-up in my day-to-day conundrum, you know? (laughs) I want some drama. I want to know about what traffic violation happened. Like, I don't care what case it is, large or small. I kind of want to be a part of the process. My boss had to do one for, like, a two-week trial the other year for, like, an embezzlement case. Interesting. And I actually got called for jury duty for the month of January, but it's, like, you have to sign on line every week to see if you're chosen, and I did that for, like, two weeks, and then they were like, oh, we canceled it because of COVID. You're off the hook. <laughs> wow. See, for mine, it's, like, you show up this day, you take three days off of work at least, oh like you got that kind of summon yeah so well mine was for harrisburg yeah for the like state so yeah ap- apparently here we get summoned to philly i don't know but either way Weird. i um i'm looking forward to it <laughs> well that's good i probably won't be picked because they'll be like what a freak <laughs> but so it's your salty and your sweet it's my salty and my sweet <laughs> It's my salty because I have to, as a teacher, you know, taking a day off of work is more work than just mm-hmm. showing up. Yeah. But it's kind of nice because I won't lie, teaching in this method and the way that we have to with like online and in person can get really tiresome. And I just would like a break from my day-to-day yeah. work life. Mm-hmm. And I love... Like, all sort of law and order and all that true crime stuff. So
1: I'll probably
0: regret it the minute I walk in and and it's really boring. But, you Mm -hmm. know, I feel like I have to serve my dues. Right. To be a part of the process. Well, that's a good outlook on it. Yeah. I don't know if that's a normal thing, but that's my salty and my sweet. (laughs) All right. Well, my salty is that I have a leak in my kitchen. Oh, yeah. And this is... Not the first time this has happened. It's a saga. happens when you buy an old house that has issues. (laughs) Um, And by leak, you don't mean like leaking from a sink. No, I mean like my walls are leaking water. Um, Yeah, so I was cooking my Sunday meal prep the other day, and it was raining all day. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, it sounded like it was raining in my house. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) And and it was happening right next to where Gilmore was laying in his new bed. It almost rained on Gilmore in his new bed that I had put in the kitchen so he could hang out with me. And he's, I'm like trying to figure out what this noise is. And then I realized that there's water inside, like coming by my kitchen door that goes to the outside. And Gilmore's looking at me like, what the heck is going on? So basically there had been like two big water bubbles that developed in the paint above Ugh. my kitchen door and they basically burst like <laughs> so it literally rained in your like kitchen. it's like water broke and like rained down this big puddle on my floor and was still like leaking and stuff so I called my dad in a panic and I of was course. like I was like I'm having a crisis it's raining in my kitchen and meanwhile I have stuff in the skillet that's like starting to burn And I have to run upstairs and get towels because this puddle is, like, creeping across my kitchen floor. And I'm like, is my ceiling going to cave in on me? Right. I I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, today a guy was there and tore out part of my ceiling and part of my wall. Ooh. And my roof needs some, like, adjustments to it. But this is the thing that really sucks about homeownership. So, I'm very stressed. I'm sorry. That really sucks. And it's not like that's a cheap fix either. No. And, like, homeowner's insurance covers the interior damage. But then, like, all the roof stuff that I get done, I have to just pay for it. Because that's just considered, like, wear and tear. Right. So, insurance doesn't cover whatever I do <gasps> to that. So, fun times. Fun times. And yeah. home ownership land. Yeah. But my suite... I'm excited. What is it? I got my poop test results. Hey! As you know, Sarah's our niche poop influencer in the house. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote down a couple things to, like, give you guys an update because there's, like, so much information you get from this. Yeah. Um. So the poop test that I'm referencing, if you don't know, <laughs> if you're not, If you're like, not in the know. Yeah. It's the Viome gut intelligence test where you mail your poop and they analyze it and hey. they give you a 90-day recommendation plan for um, food and supplements and stuff. So, they give you like a whole bunch of scores, but they give you like an overall gut health score. And the last time I did it a year ago, my score my score was 31 Ooh. out of 100. <laughs> okay. She didn't just fail. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. So this time I got 46. <laughs> okay, baby steps. Yeah, baby steps. I was hoping I would have improved more than that. But then I reminded myself that I just had the most traumatic and stressful year of my yeah, entire life. The, you're not in your game no. right now. And like, like, it's not the time. And if there's anything that will for sure affect your gut, it is stress. Oh, true. So the fact that I improved at all... Is an accomplishment. Absolutely. So I'm taking that as a win. Honestly, like double the score that you got. Right. Because. (laughs) Girl. Yeah. So that's. I'm glad. I'm glad I improved overall. But some of my. You get those points, honey. (laughs) But one of the best things is. That coffee last time was on my avoid list, which means like, do not eat this. Right. For the 90 days. And I was like 99% sure it was going to be on my avoid list again. Cause I think my body just is sensitive to coffee yeah, in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> But this time it's on my enjoy list, which means I can have it every day. Nice. (laughs) Welcome back. I know. And I still do decaf because I cannot handle caffeine. I know. What cracks me up about you being excited for coffee is just like for you, it's the taste of coffee. For me, it's a... Like a lifeline. A lifeline. Like <laughs> yeah. a blood that I need every day. So many people are like, what's the point of coffee if you don't have caffeine? It's like, the um, taste um, it's delicious. I get it. But it's just so funny because I'm like <laughs> reliant on it. I'm glad that I'm not. I, I just love how it tastes and the ritual of it and, yeah. you know, all that. So that was extremely exciting. But so, so that's a good thing. Less avoid foods. And I feel like I can really just focus on the things I'm supposed to be eating. Right. Like I actually had a ton of foods on my superfoods list and a bunch on my enjoy list. So superfoods are ones that's like eat as much as you possibly can of these. Right. And then enjoy foods are ones you can have every day. Nice. So and like all the foods on those lists are like tons of things I love to eat and are easy to it's find. It's kind of freeing. Yeah, so it's like instead of being like, "Oh, I can't eat these things for ninety days," it's like, "Let me just focus on these things that I know my body needs right now, and make sure I'm planning my meals around them." Yeah, which is really exciting. That's cool. Yeah, and then so sh- soon I should be getting my personalized prebiotic and probiotic capsules. That right, they're and be that's a big part me. of it too. It's like getting all that nutrients yeah. and stuff. And actually, today I ordered from Amazon, like, a few of the supplements that they recommended for me. Nice. So I think once I incorporate all that stuff, it's going to be, like... In business. I'm going to be, like, a new woman. Hey. (laughs) And then maybe next time I'll hit, like, the I know. I've been poop influenced because, like, (laughs) we were talking about this the other day, and I said, I think I'm going to get it for my 30th birthday. (laughs) Yes. It's such a good gift. Mm. And honestly, like... I think it can sound scary to be like, I don't want to do this thing. And then it's going to tell me these things I can't eat for 90 days. But like, I feel like my results this time are a perfect example of how like, it doesn't have to feel that way. And also, even if you're someone who's maybe just, you want to get into the whole like probiotic thing, or maybe you like me have struggled to find ones that work for you. You could just take this test. For the sole purpose of getting like personalized probiotics that are going to work specifically for your body. Yeah. So I can't, I can't like preach this company enough. Honestly, I love it. Not even an advertisement. Listen. Hashtag not spawn. You don't need to pay me to tell you guys about this. I just want everybody to mail their poop and live their best life. Get your gut right. Yeah. (laughs) Get your gut right. My gut ain't right. (laughs) I know it. (laughs) Yeah. Most people are not. That's great news. Yeah, I was very excited. That is great news. Speaking of the ritual of having coffee, I'm going to segue into our um, topic for today, which Mm -hmm. is food traditions. Yes. So we're going to talk about different uh, (laughs) traditions and rituals or just seasonal things that we love to celebrate when it comes to food and to kick things off. We're going to listen to a voicemail from our friend Phil. Yeah, so this episode was inspired by Phil's voicemail that he sent us a year and a half ago yeah so you'll you'll <laughs> you'll notice he mentions halloween yeah he sent it for our halloween episode but then we loves what he said and we we're like no this needs to be a whole episode yeah but it took us until now to get around to it yeah we've been saving it we've been saving it so yeah. i really loved doing this because it was super like cozy and fun to think about because mm-hmm. i don't know anyway here's phil's voicemail <laughs> okay
1: Hi, Sarah and Laura. This is Phil calling in from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Love your guys' podcast, and I know this week you're discussing Halloween, so I wanted to share with you guys a food tradition from my family, which is every year on Halloween we make homemade egg rolls. Uh, Not really a Halloween-themed meal, Uh, but a strong tradition that started back when my aunt used to visit when we were kids and help us get into our Halloween costumes and take us trick-or-treating. And my mother and her decided they would make egg rolls the same way that my bachan used to make them, uh, who's my grandmother on my Japanese side of the family. And so we would all sit around the table and make them assembly line style and get into our costumes and have fresh egg rolls right before we went trick or treating, Uh, have sort of a strange nostalgia for being dressed up in a costume and stinking like deep fry a bit the way that you do when you fry inside your home. And uh, now I definitely have them on the mind and have a really specific craving. So I think I'm going to have to go out shopping and uh, carry on the tradition in my own home this year. Anyways, uh, hope you guys enjoy. Happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween to you too, Happy Phil. Halloween <laughs> indeed.
1: <laughs> yeah, what but, a
0: delightful voicemail. Yeah, isn't that great? I want to make homemade egg rolls. I know, I love that. I love that. I feel like um, Halloween's not really something my family has any traditions on, but now I feel like it is kind of the perfect thing if you have a kid. Yeah. Just some make something, like, fun and then go trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. The problem, though, is trick-or-treating happens at, like, 6 p.m. Yeah. Here in <laughs> Pennsylvania, it's all different days, too. They, like, oh, they don't yeah. actually go trick-or-treating on Halloween sometimes, depending on where yeah. you are. Anyway... I love this whole thing because I think I really love seasonal living and I think that having little things every like holiday or just something to look forward to makes I don't know, it makes life more like and like fun and cozy and makes me anticipate a certain time more, I mm-hmm. don't know. So, yeah, I I love family ancestry too. So, and I think a lot of Like Phil had said, um, on his Japanese side, his grandmother was making these things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think family ancestry and food traditions and stuff like that are really closely tied. So anyway, I love it. Yeah. And just in general, I think food is so naturally like tied up with tradition. Absolutely. Whether it's like a specific time of year or a holiday or special occasions, it's like it's food is so easy to make a certain time of the year or a special kind of gathering feel special and different than other days. Yeah, is yeah. like, what are we eating? It's got to be something that you don't eat every day. I know. I remember <laughs> my mom used to comment on how my family always made food like the ultimate thing for every gathering. And that's definitely been passed on to me because Mm -hmm. I look forward to the food for any sort of gathering or Mm -hmm. holiday just as much as seeing family and all of that. Like the whole process, food is a big part of that. I think that's an Italian thing. It's just like Mm -hmm. bothering about the food too much. It's like, hey, don't touch that. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like I love that. I think that, um, yeah, food is naturally tied with traditions and family and togetherness and all that fun stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I I think food traditions are really fun. So what are some food traditions that you do like holiday wise? So holiday wise. Okay. Obviously there's Christmas. So you've got the whole Christmas cookie thing. Duh. But what type of cookies are, would you say are your have to be made? Well, in my family, it's the the rich rolled cookies as they're called never forget from yes. the like yeah. joy of cooking or whatever um and like even now my mom you know we pick a night where my brother and i can go over and we have to you know cut them out <laughs> yeah. with the old cookie cutters and jesse always has to use the santa one but he has to like make it perfect and he's like cutting it out with like a knife <laughs> and stuff and And then he kind of disappears after he's made like three Santas and he doesn't care anymore. And then it's you and Peggy. And then it's like me and my mom (laughs) and my dad's just kind of like milling around, like trying to eat cookies and stuff. And, you know, it's a whole thing. We've got Christmas music on. So we do that. And then on Christmas morning, we always have the Pillsbury cinnamon roll roll like danishes interesting okay and we have the cinnamon ones and the orange ones which are my favorite i've never had those oh the orange ones are good i bet they are okay we got to make them sometime I actually christmas morning too at my parents house we have um pillsbury cinnamon rolls okay so yeah. close. And i but, feel like cinnamon you know. rolls are very common for a christmas morning thing yeah and they're so easy especially from pillsbury like just pop them out yeah yeah um and then like i think we normally have ham for Christmas dinner, but it's not like, I know you hate ham. I don't think it's like a thing, but this year with Christmas being super weird with COVID and stuff, my mom floated the idea of making salmon instead. And I was like, mom, no. Salmon? I was like, that's really weird interesting pick (laughs) and and I love salmon but I was like I really can't stomach eating salmon on Christmas (laughs) for dinner Um, it just doesn't seem right yeah so thankfully she nixed that idea and then New Year's we do pork and sauerkraut a classic we do too um which is also funny because my mom and I are the only ones who like the sauerkraut my dad like hates it and he hates the smell of it cooking and stuff Mm. (laughs) This is totally a Pennsylvania thing from, or like a North. It's like a Northeast thing. German, like Pennsylvania Dutch kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a German tradition for good luck. Um, Because in the South, they do like black eyed peas and stuff. Yeah. There's different traditions elsewhere in America, but pork and sauerkraut is king for New Year's. Yeah. Good luck. And then for other holidays, like Thanksgiving or Easter, or whatever, I feel like my family's not. Too specific about those. It kind of just depends on who's hosting that year. But one thing that is kind of like a staple at my family's dinners is my grandmom's coleslaw. So mm. it's my mom's mom who apparently used to make this coleslaw by hand every Sunday. Every Sunday? Every Sunday for Sunday dinner. Wow. They love yeah. the coleslaw. <laughs> yeah. And I think, she, I don't. I think she had a food processor, so I think she was, like, hand-grating stuff, like oh carrots gosh. and cabbage and whatever. So my mom uses her food processor, and it's, like, a very fine coleslaw. Right. Um, and I remember when I was younger being like, why <laughs> is coleslaw always a part of this? But then as I've gotten older and I I like coleslaw more, like, yeah, I kind of, like, always forget it's going to be there, but then my mom always makes it, and I'm happy that it's there. Yeah. Like, it's good. Yeah. But it, to me, it still feels random.
1: Like, yeah. does anybody
0: else's family just have coleslaw all the time? Not mine. Not really. I but wonder if it's like a Philly thing. I don't know. I mean, I love coleslaw. For certain dishes, but I don't think it's a staple at every, like, family dinner gathering thing. Right? But to each their own. Maybe it's just was your grandma's, like, favorite thing. She just made it her I don't know. Tradition. And then, but my family also always had, like, a separate little bowl to the side for the coleslaw. <laughs> but now that I eat coleslaw, it's like, no, I want it, like, with the meat and stuff. So right. why isn't it in a, in a separate bowl? Like, I'm just eating it on the side? I don't... So it's in, like, a little dish outside of the plate. That's how it used to be. Oh, that's weird. I don't think we do that anymore. We do the applesauce separate bowl, which I also think is weird. Yeah. Well, that's, I've experienced that. I don't know. I think that's also a PA Dutch kind of a thing. Yeah. Applesauce is a real thing. Um, (laughs) So we do have some similarities. Um, In general, we don't really have too much as far as like Easter or other holidays of the year, but The big ones for my family, of course, is Christmas and um, the pork and sauerkraut on on New Year's. So Mm. I'll talk a little bit about Christmas, but do you know how like sometimes you make a dish and then that becomes your thing? Yeah. And people within your family are like, well, you're not going to bring that? (laughs) You know, yeah, Yeah. that happened to my dad. So my dad makes this corn bake. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. It's Mm -hmm. not a corn bread. It's much more like dense and moist Mm -hmm. and it's not crumbly or dry at all. Yeah, I think it's a, some people call it like corn casserole or... It's done in a casserole dish, yeah. um, and it's really delicious, and it's super easy to make. But my dad made this once, and everyone was like, you have to make this every every time. Mm-hmm. And my dad is sick of making this recipe. Okay, My dad's a great cook, but somehow this became his food he had to make for every family gathering. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one that's very strange in my family where we make these things called taco triangles. What? What are taco triangles? They're weird. And I used to love them as a kid, but now it's sort of like if we don't have them, I wouldn't be mad, but I'd be like, oh man, I kind of wanted one. So it's just a tortilla shell. Wait, this is part of Christmas? This is like an everyday gathering thing. Oh, okay. Like, whatever. It's my aunt's birthday or whatever. There's corn bake and then Mm -hmm. there's taco triangles. Okay. And the taco triangles are tortilla shell and then it's sort of like... um. A sour cream and taco seasoning mixture mm-hmm. with a little bit of cream cheese and like sprinkled cheese, sort mm-hmm. of like a taco dip. Yeah, like that uh-huh. cream cheesy sour creamy situation. Yeah. And it, you just spread that on, and then you put another tortilla shell on top, and then you just slice it up. Oh, it's very strict. Do You cook it? No, it's what? just what. Yep. <laughs> It's like cold tortilla shells. Oh, my God. It's very strange. And honestly, I don't love it, but I'll have at least one every single time. You got to do it. I don't know. It's a tradition. So that's like sort of a random family. That is very weird. It's so strange. Did someone in your family make it up? I think my aunt made it because we were really picky children, Mm -hmm. and it was something that we all ate. I don't know. And it just sort of stuck. And now we're mm. mad at her if she doesn't bring it, and they're mad at my dad <laughs> if he doesn't bring cornbread. Now Christmas is something where we do have a lot of Italian sort of Italian American ties. So a long time ago, my mom's side of the family actually do the feast would actually do the feast of the seven fishes. So um, if you don't know this, most Catholics who are practicing Catholics aren't supposed to have like red meat um, on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, so instead there would be multiple dishes that incorporate all sorts of different seafood, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that slowly transitioned into lasagna night on Christmas Eve. (laughs) My family is celebrate my, you know, my whole family celebrates on Christmas Eve. It's like, instead of a Christmas day thing, we all do Christmas Eve. Um, and I'll be honest, the lasagna they make now is store bought and I'm ready to upgrade. Really? So I think I'm going to offer like to make frozen? lasagna. Yeah. Wow. I don't... Here's the deal. I come from Italians who don't really cook. Wait, so but doesn't lasagna have red meat or your family doesn't care? Um. Not anymore. They don't care. Okay. It was all for my pop-up who's no longer with us. Okay. So he don't care. Yeah. And at a certain point, he left the Catholic Church, so... Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway... It's now a lasagna bake thing. And I'll be honest, like, I'm ready to upgrade. Don't get me wrong. It's mm. not bad. It's just that we can do better. Well, are you going to be doing lasagna as part of your Roaming Italy project? Probably later. I've already done Emilia Romagna. I made um, ragu a la But basically, Mm. you can take that sauce. Again, I'd probably Mm -hmm. make the same same, and then just make lasagna um, noodles and bake it up. I mean, truthfully... Um, it's kind of sad because I I mentioned this in one of my blog posts. I come from Italians who, one, were horrible cooks, like notoriously bad cooks, yeah. but the only thing they could make were cookies. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense. So the other side that is still a family recipe that we always make is pizzelli cookies, which mm-hmm. um, I posted on my blog as well. Um, and that recipe is just, like, standard. You have to have pizzelli at christmas Mm -hmm. eve and then we always get a plate of italian cookies from alvaro in harrisburg Mm -hmm. they're extremely good it's an italian bakery um it's like a big smorgasbord of different italian traditional cookies and then a newer tradition we've done with my like close family like my brother and my parents is we get spiked eggnog on christmas eve my brother never requests anything Mm -hmm. he's this quiet man Uh (laughs) uh-huh man a few words unlike me, <laughs> and he barely ever requests anything, but one time we were driving back from my grandparents' house after the big Christmas Eve festivities. We were like, anyone want some eggnog? And it's Christmas Eve. My parents do not have eggnog, and my dad's like, we're getting eggnog. So we drove all around. We went to Sheeds, like rudders, like all these random weird gas stations yeah. to get my brother some eggnog, and now we've just... We have to have a glass of eggnog with, a like, a big shot of whiskey in it. Mm-hmm. And I have half the drink and I'm done. <laughs> but yeah. I hate, like, how thick it is. Yeah. But you got to do it. <laughs> so I guess my Christmas thing is Feast of Seven Fishes is no longer. We do lasagna. I'm trying to upgrade. I will volunteer. Well, I was going to say, I 100% think that you should It's not gonna um, be hard make lasagna, especially with all the By the time Christmas rolls around, you're going to have all this Italian cooking under your belt for your project. But then you know every year they're going to be like, are you going to make your lasagna? I know. So I'll be the lasagna girl. And here's the deal. I don't really even like lasagna. I don't either. Like, but everyone else does. So I can take one for the team. But if this is going to become my dish, Mm -hmm. I mean. Well, just make it good. Maybe I'll make, like, stuffed manicotti or something instead. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> Wait, yeah. what about the cookie marathon day with oh, your mom? Oh, yeah. So similar to you and your mom, my mom now requests a cookie marathon day where she makes her sugar cookies, and then we make your scotchies, mm-hmm. which are the oatmeal... Um, oatmeal toffee cookies. Butterscotch, yeah. Well, there's are supposed to be yeah. butterscotch, but they're made with toffee, yeah. And they're so good. So those are, like have to do and then we do like a chocolate chip or something mm-hmm. and pizzellis so that's a cooking marathon day it's like basically for hours we're just in the kitchen doing uh baking yeah Christmas Nexus birthdays do you have any <laughs> birthday traditions yeah so when I was well I feel like I think a lot of people probably do this but um we like it's your birthday so you get to pick what's for dinner So when I was younger, my choice for dinner was always breakfast for dinner, which was um, French toast with strawberries and blueberries because my birthday is in June. And then, like, bacon and sausage on the side.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And uh, my mom would always make a cake. And I usually would request, like, a chocolate peanut butter. But I went through a carrot cake phase where... My best friend, Abby, her mom made this carrot cake when we were younger that I fell in love with. And then her mom gave my mom the recipe. Uh And I've been meaning to remake this to see if it holds up. But like, it is so good. So that was like when I was younger. But now for the last like, I don't know, 10 or so years, maybe more, my family's always at the beach for my birthday. Right. So I still get to pick dinner for the night that we celebrate. So my dinner now is... This chili my mom makes called red, white, and blue chili, which we make here now. Oh, do you guys make yeah, it? We make it for lunches occasionally. It is so easy. I'll I'll link to the recipe, you guys, so you can try it. But it's this very easy chicken chili. But then you serve it with um, like sour cream and cheese on top, and then you eat it with blue tortilla chips. Yeah, and it's good. like almost like a brothy, like taco dip. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's so good. Yeah. Um and it's something even my mom can make ahead of time before we go to the beach and freeze it. So then it's just ready That's to nice. go. She just warms it up when we're there. Yeah. And we and so we also celebrate my dad's birthday cuz his is the day before mine. And like there are a couple of years where we like my mom would make dessert, you know, for us. But I think the last few years, my dad and I have been like, don't worry about it. Because the thing my dad and I really care about the beach week, and especially on the days of our birthdays, is having butter cake. Okay. What is butter cake? Uh, I don't. Is this an Atlantic like Atlantic City <coughs> slash Yeah. Ocean from the City research thing? I've done. Well, okay. So it actually, I think, came from St. Louis. There's something called St. Louis Gooey Butter Cake. Mm. Which is basically this. Yeah. But whatever version we get at this um, bakery in Ocean City, New Jersey, I think there is some kind of, like, Philadelphia, like, Jersey Shore Mm -hmm. version of it. And the way I would describe it is, like, kind of a yeasted pastry crust. And then, like, (laughs) basically... Half-cooked cake batter on top. I <laughs> love it. Like, it's just so goopy and delicious. Like It is one of the weirdest things you will ever eat, but also one of the most delicious. I'm very interested in trying this. I mean,
1: a lot it's of It's just times, called
0: butter cake. Yeah, I think we get it from Ward's Pastry in Ocean City. Okay. And it, I believe they just call it butter cake. Mmm, and, and this started just because, what, your dad was craving it and said, this is better? Well, <laughs> so I hadn't had it. Like, we had been going to the shore for years as a family before I ever tried it. And I think it was, like, I think it was something my dad had had before. And maybe they just remembered or, like, saw it at wards one morning when they were getting, like, sticky buns or something. Um, and they brought it back to the house and I became obsessed mm-hmm. and then, and like my parents will drive like twice a week when we're there, um, in the morning cause they sell out. So you have to go get them. Um, but Ward's pastry is all the way at the other end of the Island from where we stay, but they'll buy like two or three at a time and keep one out and put the other ones in the freezer. And then we'll pull it out, like, 36 hours later (laughs) when we've eaten the other one. But then it's, like, all day you walk by and you just, like, cut off a little square and you just stand by it. Like, I'll go for a run on the beach in the morning and come back and eat butter cake. Just, like, sweaty standing there eating Balance. So that's kind of what I do as my, like, what I care about having dessert. Plus, like, we always have pastries at the beach. We have... Uh, almost every morning we have, like, fresh sticky buns. So from your the place family does the, block. the beach the right way. <laughs> yeah. That's my ideal way to wake up. It's great. That sounds great. Yeah. What about your birthdays? So I don't really have a special type of cake or anything normally, but in the last few years, Amy and I have had combined birthdays because we're a week apart. Mm. So we'll oftentimes, like, have a combined dinner with the topping side of the family, and I have loved having Mama Top's cheesecake. Mm. Oh my god, it's so good. So listen, (laughs) cheesecake can be hit or miss, Mm -hmm. and Mama Top's cheesecake never misses. (laughs) Ever. What is her cheesecake like? So it's not as sugary and as sweet as like a traditional cheesecake. It's more... Uh, cream cheesy i guess Mm. and then on the top she layers it with sour cream and you would think that there's so much more going on that's like cheesecake factory yeah but like this is way better than cheesecake factory cheesecake factory is pretty good yeah i don't know it's delicious what's the crust like um i think it's just like a graham cracker crust nothing i've made it myself Mm mm-hmm And it's very simple, but it is just, like, it does not add any frills that a cheesecake needs. In Mm -hmm. my opinion, I don't need all that, like, swirly, Mm -hmm. chocolatey, like, just give me a plain cheesecake. Oh, I'm the opposite. No, I need just, like, give me a plain. It is so good. (laughs) Occasionally, i like some berries on the side, but, like, not a necessity. Mm. Um, So that's been really nice. My dad is a great baker, um, and... He sort of, like, asks me what I want, but I don't have a specific cake, per se. However, last year, he nailed it, and he made this sticky toffee pudding. Uh-huh. Which is not really, like... I mean, it's kind of a cake, but it's kind of, like, a messy cake. Uh-huh. That slapped. So I feel like I'm probably <laughs> just going to ask that from now on. Um, <laughs> Food traditions that we do that are, like, not birthday or, like, related to a... A holiday. A holiday? Yeah. Well... There's Feast of St. Pizza that we do together. Duh. What are we going to do this year? I don't know. I, don't I know. know. I mean, I don't think we're going to have to have a mass gathering, but. Things for a later date. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this like stressed uh, face. Uh, uh, anyway, frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll start since you just went. Yeah. Um, well, like I mentioned, my birthday is in June. And there were a few years when I was younger where my mom and I had a tradition of going strawberry picking oh, that's fine. in early June, like early to mid-June, because um, there are quite a few places in this area where you can go pick your own. Um, so we would get up early, get out there, go for like an hour or so, and then it's like so cheap. You end up with so many strawberries. Oh, it's amazing. And then we would often try to do that so that we would have them for my birthday dinner of the French toast with berries, if we could time it that mm-hmm. way. Um, and then like Robert and I, when we would celebrate like our anniversary or like Valentine's day or something, he and I would always just do either Chinese food takeout or Domino's classic. <laughs> and that was just like, you know the nights for when um you want it to be special but you also like don't want to go out to eat you just want to stay in and be cozy and like veg out yeah and have your like favorite things that are like kind of like comforting not like trashy but just like you know you shouldn't eat this every day kind yeah, of thing it's a specialty thing yeah and then obviously the beach i already mentioned like quite a few traditions like with the butter cake and sticky buns um but I also always make my mojitos for happy hour. That's, like, my thing. My recipe is that, like, I have to bring stuff to make Not mojitos. Not a bad thing. Not yeah. a bad thing. And I don't make them every day. Actually, this past year, I was mainly making margaritas. But mojitos, for sure, are, like, my signature cocktail nice. that my mom always requests. <laughs> and... Also at the beach, uh, in addition to the red, white, and blue chili, my mom ahead of time will make her, like, kind of famous spaghetti sauce with meatballs and sausage that she can freeze ahead of time and then warm up. So that's one of, like, everyone – that's, like, my dad's birthday meal at the beach that everybody likes and also it's just, like, a ton of food and then you have leftovers for the rest (laughs) of the week. No complaints. And now – uh my parents had for years now have been going to this local restaurant. this like Tex-Mex place in Lebanon called quesadillas on Friday nights. And they would, they started like going themselves and then they developed like a small group of friends that would usually all go together. And sometimes like me and Robert would join them or my brother and his girlfriend. Um, But now with COVID they get food from there for takeout but my brother and I will go over for dinner and his girlfriend on Friday nights. So it's just kind of like this standing Friday night thing Mm -hmm. where we go over and get takeout from quesos. Um, And I told them recently that I realized that it's kind of similar to the Friday night dinners in Gilmore Girls, except a little less um, (laughs) mandatory. Yeah. A little less intense. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if you can't make it, it's like, well, why can't you make it? It's like, (laughs) what are you it's like what, what are, are you, you doing, doing? Yeah. it's like especially now it's like well what are you doing what excuse do you have <laughs> yeah yeah so that's fun i'm sure i'm like forgetting some food traditions but those are the ones it's I funny how friday down. nights became like a family tradition too because when i was growing up my family and i would walk down to the pizza shop near our house that was mm-hmm. just like the thing we did we just like ordered a large pizza and like that was the day yeah but like f- i love a friday night family thing mm-hmm. if i lived closer to my parents i would want to do that too yeah it's nice. It Plus, is nice. I know every Friday, like I've got dinner plans. Yeah, <laughs> and Hello. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some things that I do that's not necessarily tied with a holiday. Um, Fossna Day is a day with Luke's family that they. It's never on Mardi Gras. It's never even close. <laughs> it's like a month afterwards. It's just a day. Yeah that they make fast knots and they're delicious and they deep fry them. And basically this tub of deep fried dough shows up and you just dunk it in powdered Mm -hmm. sugar and eat it. It Mm -hmm. is so delicious. So that's really fun. And it feels like a communal thing because like, it's like all of a sudden these big donuts arrive and everyone like grabs Mm -hmm. some and like is making some and it's really fun. Um, and as far as beach things, um, you know, I go to the beach every year with the toppings. My family and I used to do this too, but we never did like a prepared like stock the fridge thing. It was just sort of like we make it up as we go. Oh, okay. Um, and for the topping side of things, they always make beach sandwiches, which is like just that deli meat and mm-hmm. cheese and like white bread, mm-hmm. mustard. And for me, you got to add some chips in there. You got to mm. stuff some chips and a beach sandwich is like heaven on earth do you mean you like make them and pack them to take to the beach to eat while you're on the beach (laughs) do you see how pale i am (laughs) no i'm on the beach a grand total of like two hours and then i'm like i'm tapped out and then i'll go back and then i might go back out later but (laughs) no i always go back um, but it's delicious cause you're all like hot and like your, your skin's all crispy and you're just like, mm-hmm. give me a sandwich. It tastes good. Yeah. Um, also we make salsa with the topping crew. It's like a big salsa making day. Mama Top Salsa is like beloved in the family. So it's mm-hmm. a big process. So we try to help her now cause she used to try to do it by herself, but we all she basically cans it, right? She cans it. It's like a yeah. whole process. There's so much chopping. And for her, she works in a kitchen like yeah this is yeah she thrives and also all of us steal that salsa so of course uh-huh. we should be contributing like yeah, what are we doing doesn't the whole family eat it like year round oh yeah it's like rationed for i don't us. know how she finds the time to make all the food she makes i don't know she's a master she also makes jams and jellies she yep. makes pies like you wouldn't believe like yeah. and cookies just like everything yeah it's true she is a, she's a master yeah and salsa making is really fun we like play music and just like make a day of it and then things i do personally that are really like just silly and stupid on the first snow day i always have mac and cheese <laughs> yeah your um, craft mac and my cheese. craft mac and cheese and then for the first like quote unquote fall feeling day because i'm a basic bee yeah <laughs> i'm not allowed to order anything pumpkin flavored until it actually feels like fall uh-huh so no iced fall <laughs> pumpkin things. You got to wait for a hot coffee with pumpkin flavoring on the first fall day. Mm. And that feels fun because you're like, is today the day? I think today's the day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's fun. So what are some food traditions we don't do but <laughs> love and might want to try? Um. So I didn't have too much for this, but... So you were saying how you and your mom do your Christmas, like, marathon cookie day. hmm And this year, my mom, I think my mom was saying that, like, why don't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> also, now that my um, my one aunt and uncle moved to town, so... Yeah. And I think, like, my Aunt Brenda was saying that she would like to have, like, a baking day. And it's like, I feel like there are so many families where, specifically the women gather together and bake, and it's this, like, communal, yeah, like, yearly thing, and usually it's just, like, me alone in my kitchen making <laughs> all these cookies, which I'm fine with. I, yeah. I still enjoy it, but it would be really nice to, like, maybe me and my mom and my Aunt Brenda... We yeah. had a day where we just, you know, made it's a It's really fun. You put Christmas yeah. music on or you put like a Christmas movie on in the background yeah. and like whenever things are baking, you like go watch it. That would be fun. This year we did it with masks on and like pretty mm-hmm. much in separate rooms, but you know. Yeah. And then actually my uncle Bill loves to bake, so I'm sure he'd be like hanging out and Oh, another um, thing too, if you can space things out with some when something's in the oven, someone's either working on the dough or you work on something like a chocolate covered pretzel, like something that doesn't need the Uh, oven. Uh huh. Yeah. That's great. Smart. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that would be fun. And then also, so just recently I had a couple of you over for like a very, very small dinner party, um, with vaccinated friends, vaccinated friends. (laughs) Yeah. Um, to make this really old French onion soup, recipe which was so good it's so good i think i've mentioned on the podcast before but i'll link to it again it's from the new york times it's not your typical french onion soup like i i decided it should really be called pizza soup yeah it has a very tomato based yeah situation there's no like beef broth of any Mm -hmm. sort it's just like cheese bread onions tomato and tomato paste yeah and it's really more like a casserole. Yeah, it's not a soup. It's more like a hot dish. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's good, though. But, it's good. But it is really fun to have a group over to make it because like it has to be cook for like an hour and a half right so then you can just you know we were snacking on stuff and having drinks and just hanging out and then it comes out of the oven and it's like oh my gosh yeah it's just like a very cozy night and I think that doing that is like a yearly tradition would be fun I just love cooking in general with people Mm -hmm. as a communal event giving people a little job to do while you're sipping on a cocktail like hello that's great yeah (laughs) yeah I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So for me personally, I am trying, now that I'm cooking my way through Italy, I'm just realizing like, hello, what are we doing? We're Italian Americans and no one here is doing anything about it. (laughs) So I guess I'll be the person who steps up. So there are some Italian food traditions that I'm going to start this year. Okay. Want, I mean, post-COVID, I really want to make Sunday dinners a thing, or it's really Sunday lunches are a thing in Italy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if lunches work necessarily for my family, but basically I'd like to have either my parents over or me go over to my parents on Sundays to sort of gather over a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally that's where you make like your Sunday sauce or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just making more of a thing about gathering on a Sunday or a specific yeah. day of the week, sort of like how you have your Friday thing. Can I say something about Sunday dinner lunch thing? Yeah. Uh so like I mentioned my grandma would make that coleslaw every Sunday for this like Sunday dinner. And so like my parents like grew up together. They went to the same church. That's how they know each other. It's like very cute. But um <laughs> but they were Barf. also like so weird. They like went to church I think like twice on Sundays. Um so they would like from what I mean, also like dad, please like call in and tell us more about this Um, they would like go to church and his dad especially was very involved in the church go to church come back have this big Sunday like lunch Uh right that was basically like a huge meal and then they'd like go back to church but then apparently instead of like dinner at 5pm they would just have I think what my dad called buns (laughs) (laughs) a bun they just had, I think was they were like, bread? like sweet buns from okay. a Philly bakery. But I think this it This sounds like, very Philly to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was like, all they did on Sundays was go to church and eat. That's all That's they did. That's what they do in Italy. <laughs> That's what they did. And so, yeah, like, I think they ate this huge meal kind of midday that kind of, last you through the rest of the day but when you're feeling like a little peckish later in the evening they just had buns that's just so funny and like he's told me this many times and i still can't wrap my head around it so what are you talking so dad i think you should call in with more details yep gary you got a call we've heard from peggy where's gary yeah (laughs) that's funny I believe it. I believe some some bakery in Philly just, mm-hmm. like, has your Sunday buns. Like, that's it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, like, that's the thing. Or, like, you but place your order. But that sounds a lot like Italian Sundays, too. They literally go to mass, which is really mm-hmm. long. Yeah. And then you come home, and grandma's making some food. Everyone yeah. hangs out. Everyone's together. It's a long day. And then you leave, and, like... That's it. I don't know. I love yeah. the idea of gathering once a week, though, because it can be really hard to organize family things, and it doesn't have to be a big thing to gather. Anyway, um, <laughs> other Italian things I want to do, I want to make bignet di Giuseppe, which is fried donuts that's on Father's Day in Rome. Mm. The reason why it's kind of sentimental, um, my grandfather, so this is for a Father's Day tradition, my grandfather's name is Giuseppe. Actually, his name was Giuseppe. But it was also Francesco, but it was misspelled as Francesca. Oh. So they never knew what to call him growing up, so Mm -hmm. he ended up being called Sonny. Anyway, he went by Frank when he was an adult because Francesco, I don't know. Uh So his real name is Giuseppe Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of amazing. So my grandfather's no longer with us. So I feel like as a homage to the Italian grandfather, we can make some fried donuts on Father's Day. Wait, so you're saying that you would make them for Father's Day in his honor, but this is not like a Father's Day thing for Italians. Um, it is in Rome. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and Father's Day in Italy is not in like June. June. It's in March. Oh, so that's kind of nice because normally we're traveling over Father's Day, so I feel really bad. Mm-hmm. So we can just celebrate in March. Anyway. Um, I, I just want to make that around March and make it a whole thing with like Father's Day. Yeah. Um, and then my mom does a really good job of making pesto and I sort of want to involve myself in the process. (laughs) So I feel like we have our baking day in the winter and we're going to have a pesto day in the spring slash summer when all of her, you know, basil and she gets all these pine nuts and stuff on discount and Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, we'll just make a whole day of it and then we'll freeze a lot of it and just keep it. So Uh I don't know. She makes it already. I just feel like I want to be a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are your food traditions, you guys? Yeah, guys, we want to hear from you. Um, what are your weird food traditions or holiday ones? And- yeah. Do you have any ideas or things that you do that make you feel really, like, cozy and look forward to a holiday? Let us know. Yeah. And, Dad, tell us about these buns. What's up with the Sunday bun? <laughs> Also, yeah, I do want to know more about these buns because maybe I could find a recipe for how to make them. Ooh, that'd be so fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. Or we just got to go to that bakery in Philly and see what it's all about. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. we right. our question. I really love this question today. Yeah, we got a good one. Okay. So this comes from Anonymous, and it's Anonymous, I believe, because um, I was told because this person's friend also listens to the podcast. I probably shouldn't have said that. Anyway, um, this is from Anonymous. Um, Nothing too juicy. Uh, They say, I love the podcast. Uh, Two questions for you. One, I have a friend who's a foodie and a total bookworm on brand. I'm wondering what cookbook or other book you'd get for them for their birthday. So that's part one. Also, I'm curious to know your thoughts on why you find yourself turning to TikTok during these times as opposed to Instagram. I haven't downloaded TikTok yet, but I <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly sent. I like the content I'm sent, and I basically want to hear from you too as to why it's become a quote-unquote happy place for you. Okay. I love this question. Um, all
1: so, right. So let's-
0: cookbooks or books for a bookworm slash foodie? Yeah, so my brain went to. I have the Little House in the Prairie cookbook, which they like just like the other year came out with a new updated edition of it. So it's got recipes based on the Little House in the Prairie books, but also with like a little bit of historical context and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they were someone like me who grew up reading those books. And then so similar to that, I found this Pride and Prejudice it's like the book Pride and Prejudice, but within it are recipes for tea time treats by Martha Stewart. That's cute. So it's like this really cute, like kind of illustrated um, enhanced version of the book, but then also has recipes with photos and stuff throughout. Oh, that's sweet. And then there's also a little women cookbook and an outlander cookbook. So if, like, I don't know what kind of book your friend likes. Yeah. Just find a TV show that they really like or a book that they really like.
1: Yeah. Because and- then
0: there's also um, a Downton Abbey cookbook. Hey. Which is not a book thing. But I feel like if you're, like, into stuff like Pride and Prejudice, they probably watch Downton Abbey. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like, or just in general, like, see if there's a book that they're obsessed with that might have a cookbook associated with it. True. Yeah. The only, thing, the only thing I added on to your ideas, because I love all of those, is get get her the book Julie and Julia, and then also get her, I'm assuming it's a her. The book um Mastering the Art of French cooking. Yeah. So that way you have like the the actual mm-hmm. Bible of the book. Right. Uh-huh. And then you have this fun, like, fictional. Is it fictional? It's fictional, right? Um Julie and Julia? No. Actually it's, it's, no, she did that. Okay. Yeah. I don't cuz I I've only seen the movie. But I love the idea yeah. of like you have the actual cookbook that everything is based off of. So if you mm-hmm. wanted to, you could also take part in it. And then you could also yeah. read Julia and Julia. I was thinking of that too. I didn't think of getting them together, but I was thinking of Mastering the Art of French Cooking. Yeah. It's a classic. It's so well known from the Julia and Julia. Yeah. Okay, and the second part of the question is, why do we find ourselves turning to TikTok during these times, and why is it a happy place for us? I could wax poetic. Oh, my gosh. I feel like you should just sit in on my therapy sessions. <laughs> I've told my therapist about more than one TikTok, I think. Your therapist like, and she's speaking about TikTok. <laughs> Love it. Um, Yeah, I just feel like... Well, like we've talked about before, you and I have found positive TikTok. Yeah, we Um, have. Like, it really is just content that makes me happy. It lets me turn off my brain. It's inclusive. Yeah. And I mean, also, like, obviously there are, like, negative areas of TikTok and stuff. But if you interact with the right stuff, it's going to reward you. Yeah. (laughs) I think the algorithm is really good. Yeah, it's a little scary sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, why is. did they know that? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, like, because Instagram can feel uh, both, like, overly curated and also not curated enough. To me, Instagram feels like a poser place. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, too picture perfect. It's too wrapped up and pretty. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes you want. Sometimes you want to see a pretty picture. Yeah. But I feel like we've sort of moved on from that. Like, I feel like it's time for a little bit more of an authentic take on social media mm-hmm. and an unfiltered and fun way of sharing people's interests mm-hmm. is exactly what TikTok is. But also, TikTok, if. TikTok is so creative. Right. Like, there are people on there kind of like what you're saying, being unfiltered and raw and just, like, themselves and stuff. But then you also have people just doing amazing comedy or great music. Sharing their art. Like... Yeah. Or, like, crazy dance videos or, like... Making original songs. Like, anything you could ever find an interest in. There's this one guy I love. His name's, like, Julian something who... He has a mustache, and but he recreates scenes from classic movies like *Legally Blonde*, or *Bring It On*, or *Miss Congeniality*, where he plays like every character and he has like wigs and everything, and it is so well done. Yeah, people are always like, "I forgot that I that I was watching you and not the movie." Like, I know, and, and it's just a joy to watch. I don't yeah. know, it just. It's just what I need right now. I feel like it's a great escape from I think personally I've had beef with Instagram and social media as a whole for years because it rewards people for being inauthentic and being mm-hmm. too picture perfect. Mm-hmm. And I feel like TikTok actually reward the algorithm rewards the opposite like they mm-hmm. like if you're being fake it pretty much is first of all the comment section of TikTok oh. is everything essentially i believe TikTok celebrates small creators mm-hmm. people who are fun who have interesting things to say and i love it cuz it's just yeah. like a more real and creative outlet i don't know also i uh, like, Instagram is a place where I've been active and, you know, I post my own content. I feel zero pressure <laughs> yeah. to post anything on TikTok. I am just there to consume. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're posting on TikTok and you're having fun. yeah. It's just for fun and it's just, like, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> While I feel like Instagram for us was like, this is the way to gain a following mm-hmm. for my business. Yeah. TikTok, I'm just like, I'm going to post this because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so for me, it's just, it's like television. Right. It's just, it's a great brain break. I'm not trying to talk smack on Instagram. I'm just saying that for me, it's been really refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just different. Um, on Instagram, the way the algorithm is now, you always see the same content. Mm-hmm. There's like maybe... 20 people, you see all Yeah, their stuff. and then you'll be like, why haven't I seen this person's things? Mm-hmm. And you have to go search and seek them out. Yeah, and it'll be like one of my friends in real life and yeah. I never see their stuff. Yeah. Um, but I feel like when Instagram started, the algorithm was much more – like you could gain – like organically gain a following on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And that's extremely hard to do now. But on TikTok, it's still like that where yeah. new creators can start. And if their content strikes a chord with people, it actually naturally gets around to a lot of other people. Yeah I, yeah. I believe the algorithm is very intuitive. Yeah. Anyway, that's the thing. Remember, if you're feeling overwhelmed by TikTok and you're being sent things and you like it, just make an account just so you could yeah find things that make you happy. You don't have to post anything. No. Just enjoy. Not. But I think most people on TikTok are not posting anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. No. And <laughs> honestly, just do it. Yeah. Also, I mean, if you don't want to do it, that's fine, but I feel like if you're over there thinking like, "Ugh, TikTok, everyone's talking about TikTok. All the young people are on TikTok." Whatever. It's like, guys, just give it just a chance. Just give it a chance. <laughs> I was like that too. <laughs> And then the pandemic happened. Yeah, just give it a chance. Um, Also, if you first sign on to TikTok and you're like, this is all just stupid like dance videos or something. Just like keep working with it and it'll figure out what you want to see. Give it like two hours. (laughs) Just park yourself on the couch (laughs) for two hours. (laughs) I mean, total. I mean, like, (laughs) like some things you actually like and just keep scrolling. And then once you've passed two hours on the app, total. Yeah. The best thing, though, is to get at least a couple friends who also have TikTok. Yeah. So you can send them videos in the app. Yeah. That's – yeah. plus I think that helps your algorithm because if you're sending videos to people, it helps figure out what you really like by your interactions with it. So, yeah, I mean, the best part for me is signing on to TikTok first thing in the day and seeing my, like, 20 videos my friend sent me, getting caught up on those, and then I go through my feed and I send out videos to all my people. (laughs) It's fun. It is fun. Yeah, it's fun. Recommendations? Okay. My recommendation this week is – period underwear. Oh, have you tried? Yeah. So I wanted to like use them for like a handful of cycles before I recommended them to make sure I like them, but I do. So I got the thinks period underwear. Nice. Which like, I really like it, but if anyone out there listening, like uses a different brand and loves it, please let me know. Cause I'd be happy to try other ones too. But just like as a concept, I'm loving it. Nice. <laughs> um, they are a little bit of an investment up front, but then you obviously save money on like tampons yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like Say I no love more. It. Say no more. Yeah, you just rinse them out when you're done and um let them like air dry until you wash them. That sounds great. Or let, or you could just hand wash them in your sink, like whatever, or in the shower. I feel like that is a good recommendation because whenever I see those advertisements, I'm like, Yeah, but do they really work? You know what I yeah. mean? Like you kind of need someone to be like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like sometimes I'm like rinsing them out. And I was like, oh, there's like more in there than I thought. <laughs> but yeah, like overall, I just think um, like it's better for our bodies to yeah. not be using so many products. And the planet. And for the planet too. So, and there are more than one, like Thinks I think was the first major brand to come out, yeah. but there are a couple other ones. Yeah. Um, but I just went with Thinks because yeah, that's what I knew, so. But yeah, I'm here to endorse. I like it. Sounds good to me. My recommendation is something that I don't know if it's ever been mentioned on the podcast, but it's well known between Sarah and I and our friendship. And that is the fitness marshal. Oh, right. Yes. All right. So here's the deal. I have basically realized that I've been torturing myself with a lot of my exercise in my 20s. Like, it's... (laughs) All or nothing sometimes in my head. That's just mm-hmm. how I roll. So that meant like if I'm working out, I'm working out hard. Like yeah. I'm running and I'm trying to get this amount of mileage or I'm joining Orange Theory and I'm going to get like really strong and I'm going to do all these hit workouts. Uh-huh. But then what I realized is that as someone who has PCOS, uh uh-huh. um, I'm really just not doing my body a service. Like, it's actually freaking my body out when I work out that hard. Yeah, it's too stressful. Yeah, so it's like my mind wants something, but my body's like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Please stop. So instead, I've come to the realization that my exercise just needs to take a little bit more of a chill pill. We're like, we're just going to chill. We're just going to chill out. Because I'm not really doing my body a service by actually working out that hard. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. actually counteracting what I want it to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I've been doing more low impact stuff, just like chill. Maybe I'll walk on a treadmill because it's really cold and like dark by five here. But (laughs) long story short, I was like, you know what I haven't done in a long time? I haven't danced. And then I realized that's it. I got to put on the fitness marshal. It's been too long. So if you don't know the fitness marshal, he is a workout slash dance teacher teacher. Who just takes pop music and makes these really fun dance moves with them? But his personality is so magnetic. Mm -hmm. He's so fun. The workouts are joyful. That's the only word I I always laugh when I'm doing his videos. I'm laughing. I'm feeling myself. This is a YouTube channel, by the way. Yes, on YouTube. um, We will link and. He does have a workout plan. Like, you can join um, or subscribe. booty army. Yeah, his booty arm. He calls him his booties. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you get more exclusive content. I haven't done that, but I just love all the things that he's posted. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one element of my life that I've been missing in terms of working out is just, like, moving my body joyfully. And that yeah. is exactly what the fitness marshal is giving me. It mm-hmm. also kind of makes me sad because in college, my college had Zumba class but I Mm -hmm. was like a musical theater like actor nerd and I was like I'm not interested in Zumba because that's not real dance. Meanwhile I didn't know you yet and I was at (laughs) your college doing Zumba with my mom. You could have been with me and Peggy just rocking out on Tuesday night. And I just was like too cool for school in college. I still look (laughs) back at that time like what was I doing like who are you? And I just should have done it because now in COVID, I'm not going to join a gym to do Zumba. No. But, and I don't really see myself doing that. I'd rather just work out in my living room. Honestly, like fitness Marshall is better than probably any Zumba instructor you'll find out Exactly. Like the, the personality. Yeah. So anyway, it just kind of makes me sad because I just feel like I really missed out a part of working out, which is to just have fun. Yeah. And... Also, I'm not stressing my body. Like, I'm sweating, and I'm, like, my heart is racing, but mm-hmm. I'm not, like, panting, and my heart rate isn't, like, mm-hmm. coming out in my chest. It's just, like, a really fun, and I love to dance, like, so much. I used to take <laughs> dance classes. If I'm at a wedding, I'm going to be dancing, like, the whole time. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. It's definitely something I'm going to keep doing because it just makes me happy. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I burn some calories while I do it, great. So anyway, the fitness marshal, if you're not really a workout workout, but you love to move and you love to dance. He's the best. He is the best. Well, and now I cannot wait until like post COVID you and I are at a club (laughs) and physical by Dua Lipa comes on and you and I just like part the dance floor and we just start rocking out to our fitness marshal moves and everyone's Uh, like, who are those cool girls (laughs) and what are they doing? Oh, my God. Uh, Meanwhile, we probably look insane. You know what, though? The (laughs) truth is, I'm here dancing in my living room, and no, I'm putting on a concert for myself. So I'm going all out. I probably look like a fool. But in college, and in that was like, Mm -hmm. like, I had to be professional. I had an image (laughs) to keep up. So if I weren't like taking things really seriously and like getting all those steps correctly, like I would have like hated myself. Now I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, like I'm having fun. So it's just, I don't know. I feel like I've discovered a part of working out that makes me happy. So I feel like longer term, it's more sustainable. And I just love the fitness marshal. That's the key. You have to have. Workouts that make you feel good. I know. I wish there was like not a Zumba class, but something like the fitness marshal where I could just do it every week Mm -hmm. for the accountability factor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not interested in spin class. I'm not really interested in boxing. But Mm -hmm. if I just had like a dance class of this nature. Yeah. It'd be so fun. Like for beginners slash novices now, I mean, I'm definitely not at all where I used to be like yeah. it's embarrassing but just to move and to like listen to great music and mm-hmm. be told like how to make this thing fun why yeah. not so, <laughs> that's great well yeah. glad you found something that's working for you yeah it's been good <sighs> I feel like this is a long one I we know we talked a while I guess that's what we do here we do talk a lot <laughs> Yeah, you'll edit this down a little uh, I'll try <laughs> I'll try All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And, of course, as always, please just, like, um, talk to us. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, we're asking you for your food traditions. What are some, like, fun or weird food traditions you have around the holidays, any time of year, really? We would love to know. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. And also, please remember to subscribe so you always get our new episodes in your feed and leave a review. And please tell your friends about us so they can listen. Yeah, we're in season three, and we're kind of getting towards the end of things. We're over the hump. Yeah, we're more than halfway through this season. Yeah, because we don't go all year round. So if you love us, you gotta let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and don't forget, you can always send us your anything, questions, Um comments send us your food traditions if you're not gonna email us um which you can um at hello at passportsandpizza.com you can also dm us on instagram at pod on instagram or leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215 you can find the show notes with all the links and everything that we talked about today on our website at passportsandpizza.com And if you want to see what we're up to in our day-to-day life, you can give us a follow at Sarah underscore Cornelius underscore, or I am at Rome and Go Lightly. I'm also on TikTok. Yeah, follow her on TikTok. Sarah's on there too. I'm just lurking. (laughs) I'm just hanging out. You'll find me in the comments on Laura's videos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, a big thank you to Will Gingrich for our theme music. And we'll see you two Wednesdays from now. Yeah. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Yum. What love you by birth. Love <laughs> you by birth, yep. <laughs>